Welcome to Son of a Preacher Man with Jonathan Martin, a new podcast that's all about finding beauty and brokenness, grace and grit, God and the ambiguity of the in-between. Today's episode is very special. It's our very first podcast interview. We are honored to welcome Krista Black Gifford, a remarkable songwriter, writer, and speaker. This conversation with Jonathan was recorded this week at Bellevue Presbyterian Church in Nashville, Tennessee. Enjoy. Well, Krista, I'm so excited that this worked out. You're one of my favorite people and my, officially my first guest ah. on the podcast. Like, it, I'm so honored. I was trying to get to Morgan Freeman. It was going to be either Morgan Freeman or you, but I needed a little more gravitas than, you know, Morgan Freeman. So like, <laughs> I'm so glad I win. It's, this is so cool. So thank you for taking time to chat. It's really, really wonderful. Good to see you. Well, I was just... Um, when we were talking before, I was thinking about it's. It's funny because I feel like I've known you a lot longer than I've actually known you, and um, just I was thinking about this event we did back in October reunion that our friends and the band United Pursuit put on, and it was just. I just remember hearing you was such a. Um, it w- it was such an awakening experience for me because it's like, I'm watching you and there was, you were so you were so raw and honest and there there was an edge to it. There was pain, it was authentic, it was human, it was beautiful. But then it's like, then there, there was this spirit thing that's happening in that space. Like for me as, you know, I always self-refer as a hillbilly Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. This kind of charismatic dimension of God is working people's lives and there's healings. And it just, I don't know, it was one of the few times in my life where I, I haven't felt quite so weird. I'm like, I don't know exactly what it is that I'm attempting to do. But that, <laughs> she's doing it. She does that. That's what I'm aspiring to, you know? <laughs> It was so, so powerful. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I love that mystical side. I've always, I've always had a very connected side to the spirit, the mm. spirit world. And I think for me, the way I get there is through my humanity. Mm. Um, I have focused on just the spirit side for years. God, you're this. God, you're that. Mm-hmm. Spirit, you're, you're this. And I really sucked as a human. Mm. <laughs> so the way that I go actually into that place of that, that sacred divinity that's in me mm. is by being very open with my limited humanity mm. and that need for something greater. That's yeah. where all, I, I, you know, I give away all my secrets. I have... Somebody asked me the other day, would you be so embarrassed if the CIA found anything? Yeah. And I'm like, I give them all away because it literally, mm. it's the only place yes. that I can stay free yeah. is if I have complete nakedness and transparency yes. with my humanity opened up to the spirit, you know, at all times. So I kind of live in that mm. space. Well, and it, but, but part of what makes that so fascinating for me, especially coming from kind of a holiness Pentecostal background is that so much of my wiring is uh, to, to have power in your soul, like any, like that, that it's about denying parts of yourself. The holiness <laughs> is shutting a part of you down, pretending it doesn't exist, live with your head in the sand. Yeah. So, but you know, that's where that still, I so believe it, but it's still counterintuitive, this idea that the, the path towards holiness and wholeness right. is to go into the dark places, embrace 
the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, everything about your story, like all of that. Yeah, fully embracing all of my limitations. Uh, you know, hatred never changes anything. Mm. If you start from the emotional energy, and I will say the word energy a lot, um, we're energetic beings, yeah. everything that we are, we're, we're not solid, we're actually more space than we are matter. Mm. Um, everything that we, there's nothing that disconnects me from you, the mm -hmm. air, the molecules, and as an energetic being, I, um, with the realm of my humanity, I've found that all of my limitations of my addictions, my depression, my sexual abuse as a child, my, my abandonment, all these things actually, when I avoid those parts of me, mm -hmm. I avoid the place of the miracle where God wants to meet me. Wow. So I run towards my loneliness mm -hmm. because I know that the darkness is as light to God. Yeah. So the point of my breakthrough is actually not having that drink at night to mm -hmm. escape feeling lonely mm -hmm. or running to food to escape the anxiety that I feel about how my life is out of control. Mm. It's running towards that overwhelming feeling and yeah. going, I feel this. Yes. I feel insecure today. I feel selfish. I feel anxious. Mm. I feel lonely. I feel like I'm not enough. And the embracing of that humanity allows me to oh, take a deep breath. Because what we do is we resist it. No, I'm not anxious. God, you're bigger. <laughs> I, I, no, perfect love casts out fear. I just receive love. What? Mm -hmm. I have to go into the reality of what is, which is I'm constantly anxious. I'm anxious, God. The conf that's what confession is. Yeah. Here's the truth of my humanity. Now help. Yes, yes. Oh, that's so good. That's it. And you just you just said something, Chris, that just triggered something to me. I, I've never had this thought consciously before, but about how, like, even again in that language of holiness, it's like so. For as much as I'm at a place where I just don't believe that God cares about anything moralistic at all. Like I love Jacques Ellul, the French philosopher, wrote about how God is against moral Christianity is against moralism. Like. I so believe that. So, so many of my old do's and don'ts have changed. And like, so, yeah. so while that kind of moralistic understanding of righteousness and all the shame-based stuff, like that, that's all moved. Yet there is this sense, because I found it so fascinating what you said. Like, I also feel like I'm at a place in my life where I'm not really given permission to go around self-medicating all the time. You know, right. but, but not because it's naughty and God will be mad, <laughs> but more this sense that like, if I'm gonna be human and whole, I have to face hard things. And so if I'm using something j just to kind of to, to kind of drown out the pain and not to have to confront my true self, then that's not good for me. But that's a very different motivation than some sense of like, you know, God is a school marm who's going to be mad at me and shame me if I step out of bounds. The sin is not the smoking weed or the running to sex or porn or to food or drugs. The sin is actually denying who you are right then wow. and, and choosing to go, who I am right now either isn't enough mm. or is unworthy, or I refuse to be who I am right now mm. in order to invite the divine into that humanity. Mm. That's the sin. 
it's an archery term, which means to miss the mark. So it's starting in a place of disconnection when we're always connected to the Holy Spirit. We're always connected to source. Every person yeah. is connected. Ruach, that word spirit is on the breath. That's why breath work is, it, I mean, it's changed my life. Just mm. exhaling will get me back into that physiological, it engages your parasympathetic nervous system that slows you down where you can reconnect to your temple, mm. which is the physical body. You can reconnect to your soul. You can be who you are in the moment. Mm. And I believe that what it means to be truly holy, you know, we're tripartite beings, we're body, we're soul, we are spirit. Usually as Christians, we, we've just focused on the spirit part or we've denied the soul part and we've completely neglected the body <laughs> in the sure. church. All three work together, and I believe that part of being this, this idea of holiness for me really changed this year when I realized every thought that I have either starts from a frequency of connection with the Spirit that releases love into the earth, or it starts from the frequency of disconnection and fear and releases earth, not heaven. It releases earth and holiness is me going how do I guard that resonance that I have starting in love at every moment how do I so it's not about I don't want to you know my tastes have changed of even what I like to watch on TV I used to I used to love television shows that resonated with my chaos I liked CSI, I liked Justice, I liked Murder Mystery, I liked Chaos. Now, I can't even watch those things. And it's not a, oh, it's so sinful. It's right. that literally is out of frequency mm. with the resonance of the, the guarding of my connection with love at every moment. Yeah. And so why would I want that? Sound is a vibrational frequency. It comes into you. We're 70% water. It vibrates your molecules at a certain level. Why would I want to disrupt or have to move into chaos deliberately while I'm still learning how to live in resonance, you know? And, and this is what Jesus did. Jesus lived in such resonance with that, that frequency of love of the spirit that he could then go into places that didn't have that frequency and he affected he released the kingdom of heaven into their quantum field into their and you know with science we we were science i love science science is proving the gospel finally hmm. he would move into somebody's field their heart yeah. puts off a frequency and he would affect it where they would go oh yeah i'm gonna leave my whole industry behind my nets my boat mm -hmm. and follow you mm -hmm. that's who we're meant to be not yeah. oh don't do this don't do that no guard your connection to love at every moment mm -hmm. guard that 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 resonance with the spirit so that when i go out into the world that releases something yes. on a level that a spirit level that they they're just like well, what is it about you mm. i feel so peaceful when i get around you because we're meant to transmute people's anger when people's unforgiveness and their anger and their, their pain comes into me. I used to be blown and tossed by it. That's what discernment is. I would go, I feel crazy. Now it's, oh, I feel crazy for just a second. You're bumping up against me because I am love. If you come up against me, I know what to release in the realm of heaven over you. And I, I do think that there's a shift in um, 
I think it's why there's been such a shift in the Christian world of where the way we've done things isn't working anymore. Yeah, yeah. that makes so much sense. <laughs> Three well, songs in the... Absolutely. <laughs> well, you're, you're, the, everything you're talking about, it's such a different, it's such a different foundation because yeah. of the starting point, which I feel like this is universally true for all mystics, like this is ground zero, yeah. is that the soul exists at it, in its most native primal state in connection with God, not disconnection. And, I, it's like, and it, it really does feel like once you start to really believe that, that the native state of your soul is connectivity and spirit, that that's not something that's foreign. Or evil. If you're, you're starting with, you know, original blessing, not fall or whatever. Right. You, you really do have to recalibrate everything, everything once that shifts. Everything. Then your humanity becomes your greatest gift because mm. those are the places that immediately teach you, oh, I'm angry right now, I'm insecure. Those are the places where I am literally out of resonance with my core yeah. spirit, man, which is I am divine. Mm -hmm. I have divine DNA. I am made in the image and likeness of God, of love, of goodness. Oh my goodness. So if I am able to have something come into me and it be and it's transmuted into me and out of me as anger or frustration or jealousy or fear what a gift yeah. because that anger just showed me i am literally out of frequency with the spirit mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. all of that humanity becomes a gift as opposed to something that we're trying to you know just pretend isn't there yeah. <laughs> it's there right right use it yes well wow. Wow. That's, that's so good, that's so good. And I think even going back to that day, that's part of what it was so like, I don't, because I do feel like there's something broader that the Holy Spirit is doing right now, but it's like, I don't, and I'm not, uh, I'm not necessarily desperate to find a name for it because I think we can spend too much time <laughs> trying to name things, but there's definitely something new that the Holy Spirit's doing right yes. now. You know, I feel like so many people that I know, so many Christians are coming awake to some of these realities. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't know exactly how to explain any of that, but I thought even like, you know, watching footage, footages of the march roll in on Saturday. I'm thinking about, you know, um, the prophecy in Acts, Joel via Acts about sons and daughters prophesying. You know, like it's mm -hmm. just, all these these things that I've that I've always heard, and to a point always believed. Like those things are coming to life right now, but in a very different it framework. Is. You know it what is. it means for the Holy Spirit to be poured out in all flesh. Yeah, it's just all. I, I, I do believe right now on the earth with everything, you know, rising up of all of these beautiful movements where people are going, the status quo can't stay, this, mm. this normal can't stay. What I do think is very important as people who believe in the spirit of truth that's done in love. Mm. I think that we can, when we leak, when we're in our process of anger sometimes. Um, not that anger is bad. You know, scripture says in your anger, don't sin. So in your anger, don't disconnect from love. Mm -hmm. There's a way to release something, even in a righteous, angry place that doesn't do damage, wow. yeah. that doesn't do more damage. Mm -hmm. And when I look at um, the, I had a friend and she runs uh, does the hardest work on the planet, sex trafficking organization. Yeah. And when I, there's a way I believe where we can hold space of the, um, the love of the perpetrator as a child of God. Mm. 
Because when we go to just fight the injustice of what happened, but don't take into account um, the, all of the things that happen to get a, a man or a woman to a point where they can abuse a child. Mm-hmm. Nobody just wakes up and is a child abuser. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a way to hold space in us of our, the way that we solve problems in the earth isn't to put somebody on the opposite side of the fence as right. us and That's to right. demonize them. Yes. Yes. It's to go, okay, this behavior and yeah. this policy or this racism or this abuse is not okay, but how can we still see you in the eyes of love yeah. and humanity? That's right. And then that's when everybody's changed. Because the thing is, if you're going to, if you're going to rescue a bunch of children from sex slavery, but you don't do anything to change if, if we're just going down with the patriarchy and yeah. down with the sexual abusers, and down, then we're demonizing, we're sending all That's of right. that negative energy towards a group of people that need to be healed right. and loved. Right. I'm wrestling with this a lot right now because I definitely feel like in the last couple of years, I'm still hesitant to use that phrase, not because I don't like it, because I don't feel like I, I live up to it, but there definitely feels like there's more of a calling towards activism and, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm trying to embrace that, but I feel like I'm, I'm seeing that every turn right now. It's like when you... If you try, if you try to pose something too directly, inevitably, you, you oh. stare in the face of it, and you take the energy of the thing that you're trying Absolutely. to resist on yourself. It makes me think of Jesus talking about how you can't, uh, you know, uh, when they accuse him of casting out demons by the spirit of Beelzebub. Satan can't cast out Satan. Right. Satan can't cast out Satan. It's like you can't take that same energy, that anger, because what I find happens is that people start off with good intentions and like with ideals that I legitimately believe in of justice, equality. But it's like if you don't have a spiritual center that's deep enough, and if love is not that center, number one, like you can't, that can't be sustained. Eventually, you just kind of burn out. And ultimately, you know, you, you're, how do you not end up just becoming bitter and cynical? Like, I just like, and that's such a hard thing to, I think, sometimes to articulate to people. Like, these ideas are good, these ideals are right, but how we get there, how we get there, you know, whether or how? not the, this gospel message it can still be good news for the oppressors. Can yes. it, can this? Can this liberate someone who is a, a perpetrator? I, I, I know that that can be terribly hard language to talk. I don't want to do that in a glib way, especially no. people that have been victimized in some way. But I, I do believe like if there's not hope for us all together around the same table, yes. then this, this just doesn't work. I think I can. It was a beautiful moment for me as someone who had been felt like a victim of sexual abuse, that something, you know, this violation happened to me very early. The only healing that ever happened to me when was when there was full forgiveness mm. for the the man who was wounded enough to do something like that. So the how that we do this, mm. the thing is, there's a book by Dr. David Hawkins called Power Versus Force, and it's 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 a every action has an equal and opposite reaction so the energy that you come at something if if we fight with the energy of force then there will always be a countermeasure there will always be force that comes back and this is what you got with cnn and fuck it's just like so power though power has no opposite this was Mm -hmm. jesus standing and not even having to defend himself knowing that there would be a final defense with the crucifixion knowing that you know and it's it's different it's it's done i watched um gandhi the other day going wow 
how he did something to stand up and protest something that was wrong, but the spirit that he did it in was in that all humanity was valuable, even the ones who were doing something wrong. And so our message gets lost when we come with force of we've got, and usually it comes from a place of an unhealed heart that's still in bitterness. And, and when we do that, there's never any resolution. That's right. So when you want justice for something and judgment for something, I mean, I was a, I was a very justice person. It was all about my bitterness, Mm -hmm. you know, but my ability to look at something wrong and activism going, Hey, how do we release something new in the earth? Isn't to focus on what's wrong. It's to go, what is the connective tissue that's right? What is the, the gospel? What is the kingdom? What is the love that actually can, can heal the broken hearts mm-hmm. of someone who does something like this. Yeah. Whatever you focus on will expand. It's yeah. quantum physics. So when we focus on the problem and we fight the problem, we're gonna have a whole host of new problems mm-hmm. that come up against us. But how do we begin spiritual activism from a place of what is right and how do we focus on it and release it into yes. the earth? Yes, well, it's, it's, it's so, and even the way the word prophetic gets thrown around right now, like I believe in prophetic as, protest, resistance, all that. But I do think like at its core, like the biblical prophets, what prophets do is they build bridges into the future with their words. They, they, they paint pictures of realities in the very act of speaking those things and not in this like weird kind of charismatic name it and, name it and claim it way that like some of us have talked about it, not like in a materialistic way, but there is a way that like speaking something, painting a different picture yeah. creates a new reality oh, yeah. it makes it makes god's good future possible for somebody else that's how genesis yeah you know, god didn't snap he spoke yes i mean yes. the power of the creation of words that's why i'm very that's it goes back again to what i believe holiness is mm. it's guarding me as a co-creator mm. going is this what is the intentionality behind this word that i'm about to release is it to prove that you're wrong? Mm. Is it about to show you how you're wrong? Or is it to create something new? Yeah. Is it to create a bridge, the starting point of my intention, whether or not it's to release love into yeah. the universe and the butterfly effect is real and it ripples on for eternity? That's why I repent or I, when I have said something that has released something in, into the, the world that is out of alignment or in judgment or in unforgiveness or in bitterness, I go back, I feel like it's a boomerang when I apologize or go forgive me for that or it's me taking like my cosmic boomerang and going, God, take it back and don't let it create something where every word that we have creates substance on some level. So how can we have a starting point of intentionality to create connection and love Mm -hmm. and life and let our words be a reflection of that with that intention. You know, people who, that's why I think I've gotten a lot quieter, Mm. a lot more meditative, softer with even how I deliver things Mm. because I'm, it's it's a sacred space of, I know I create something every time I release something. So how do I make sure what the responsibility that I have Mm. of that to guard my connection with love. Because <laughs> I create worlds with it. Either way.
Uh, do you, um, I'm fascinated because I'm thinking so much about these, even that language of co-creation because I feel like so much of my life I, I really did believe on some level that there was a script that I was trying to find. Right. Like um, coming into a place where I really do believe that we're called to partner with God in this way and that you know, maybe there's not, that everything isn't scripted, that there's not always like a particular outcome that has to, you know, it's mm -hmm. sometimes that still feels really dangerous and scary to me, but more and more, I think the further I go, the more it's like, there's something so exciting about this. It's kind of the wildness mm -hmm. of created things, that yes. what we do, that what we think, that how we act, like there, it's, you know, we're not chess pieces here. There are all kinds of new realities that can still be created depending on what we do so they're, they're in one way that kind of raises the stakes it does you know but another way I don't know I, there's something I find oddly I, I, more comforting than that than the idea of some kind of a script like, mm -hmm. I think the script you know and Psalm 139 all of my days that always tripped me out all of my days were written in your book before yeah. one came into being okay well what does that look like and um, you know the New Testament's very clear. There are works that he predestined for us yeah. to have on this earth. So do I believe that I could wake up one day and go, I am going to co-create with God to be the next Beyonce? No, it's not in my script. Right. It, it, well, it's not my divine destiny. And I yeah. think some people, when they keep trying for something and there's yeah. such huge walls, yes. usually they're maybe creating something in ego, something mm -hmm. in inadequacy. Um, I do think there's a divine destiny for yeah. us, but I think that when we, when we get into that place of dreaming with God, out of mm -hmm. that place of I'm a slave and I'll just do what you want, I won't mm -hmm. eat lunch until you, you tell me what to eat, I won't, mm -hmm. and realize, no, I've moved into a place where I'm one with you, yeah. then it moves into that dream zone yeah. where it goes, you know, in the Old Testament, King David God didn't say, I want you to create this temple. It was David's idea. Mm -hmm. David went, oh my gosh, this is what we could do for you. Let's mm -hmm. build this thing. And so, uh, you know, I've heard a pastor say before, the temple wasn't um, God's idea, but David was God's idea. Wow. So we yeah. can step into a place of our hearts aligned with what can we release that looks like heaven on the earth? How big can it be? What can we create? And when we move into that realm of abundance, of possibility, that we have this black card that's got an unlimited abundance with heaven, that when we, and that's why it's so important to move through the humanity to go, okay, here's my inadequacy, help. Here's my humanity, here's my lack, help. And then to shift to that abundance that's always there and go, what can we do? What can I create today? Yeah. Because every emotion that I have is going to create something today. Right. Right. So I have to be emotionally responsible for my humanity to go into the darkness, to get to the light, to where I can get back to that place of limit, limitlessness, mm -hmm. abundance. That for me is my, my greatest calling in life, mm -hmm. is how today, not what big things I release on the earth. Yeah. No, how much can I stay close to my humanity mm. to go through it into my divinity? And then what do we create today through that space of love and abundance?
I was just thinking that to live that way, though, just uh, it just that that's living from a really tender place, and that there's no getting around. I mean, to be vulnerable is to live in a place where you know you're always open to the possibilities that others can change you for your heart to be like it's in a, in a way it's so challenging to do that because it does require you to be like every day like you know every having day. to be present having to be attentive yes having to be open and everyone and everything is a gift yeah because i can't be a victim of a circumstance if what it was brought into my life was to expose what was still in me that was unreconciled mm. to love well yeah so when something painful comes into my life, which it still does, because mm -hmm. we talked about it earlier, we sure. usually have to be kicked out of the boat sure. when God wants to really shift us into that next season. And when it happens, the sooner I can surrender to what is, mm. the sooner I can start look not at, wow, this produced deep abandonment in me. This produced deep insecurity in me. No, that didn't. That just exposed that it was already there. Mm. And so the sooner I can take my eyes off of the form of what exposed that and go internal and go, this is here. This mm. has been here for a long time. Mm. And how do I go into it in order to disperse the energy of it by going into the darkness to go, I know you're in here. I know you're in here. I know you're in here, God. I mean, my greatest breakthroughs in life happened because I went into, I ran towards the darkness mm -hmm. to find the light in it and the light went And then it blew that box up in my life where then I wasn't struggling necessarily with that level of intensity all the time it, yeah. it's always there though mm -hmm. my my ability to fear my ability to be insecure we're always mm -hmm. trying to run from that l level of humanity we yeah. need it it's That's the right. litmus test to show us which side we're in are we in the spirit are we in the humanity are we mm -hmm. in or, or are they working together that's where the heart is mm -hmm. the divinity the humanity the heart is the openness it's the seat of the soul it's the intersection point of how open we can be to allow those two things to merge to release something yeah. new on the earth that's it's, why it's the heart's like so God's important in whatever's really real it's like god yes. is in the real yes <laughs> so if you can get to the real you can get then to the you real. get to where god is you know <laughs> and, and, you're is, good. and i feel like I, i've spent so much i've spent so much of my life just trying to trying to escape I and, know. And, and having I do christian too. language for the escapism absolutely and for the denial yeah <laughs> deny your emotions they're evil they're not no no your greatest breakthrough is in the reality of what you're feeling yeah. right now yeah. To move into the reality of your anxiety, mm -hmm. to move in, what you resist will persist. I don't know who, I didn't coin that phrase. I don't know who did, but it's so true. Yeah. If I resist what is about me, I refuse mm -hmm. to love it. I refuse to allow love into That's the raw right. acceptance of who I am. Mm -hmm. So the faster I can accept, well, here I am today, then I can find God in who I am today. Yeah. And then a little bit more of that humanity gets transformed yes. and released yes. as love. That's so beautiful, Chris. I just... I can't thank you enough for sharing, for being our first official yes, guest on the I'm show. I'm so honored. And I just, I really, I just can't say enough about what an extraordinary gift you are and that your work is. And I love the way right now, I just feel like you're, you're one of those folks that's carving out new lanes that people so did, where they're able, they are able to bring, just to bring all of yourself into the light of God's presence and the power that comes from that. And uh, it's, it's just such a remarkable gift. And, and you know, the language that you have to put all that together, it's really, really just unbelievable. So thank you so much, Chris. So this time's really been a gift for me. Me too. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. 
Like an LP, each episode is divided into side A and side B. Side A could be a sermon, a conversation with a guest, but will always introduce some idea. Side B will always be a creative exploration of that idea through music, question answering with listeners, or quirky rabbit trails off of side A for people who want the deep cuts, not just the singles. No matter who you are or where you come from, we hope this podcast will be a resource in helping you come to know the love that calls you by your true name. For more, go to jonathanmartinwords.com and sign up for our email list. Have a good day.